0: This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence, your 803 tee time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville, Edwin Watts Golf, truly Nolan and Critter Control. French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I'm just trying out different ways of saying good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the 803 Tea Time at the Square Country Club on Main Street in downtown Lexington. The streets running firm and fast today. We've had some pretty great weather for the past few days, anyway, uh, and we're all thankful for that. Uh, got a great show coming up, as we always do. The one of the best in the business, and that's not hyperbole. My friend Bob Harrig of Sports Illustrated will join me first, and then. Another wonderful friend of mine, Dave Shadlosky of Golf Digest, will join us. And then you're going to hear about an extraordinary group of people in Lexington, Kentucky, right here, who are helping kids uh, in their lives by using golf. And it's an amazing story, Shad Lacefield, of Do Something Extraordinary golf club will join us and it's just it's so inspirational i can't wait for you all to hear what shad is going to discuss with us but first coming up it's my good friend bob harrig here we go and everybody christmas scarrow good morning chris next on the t best golf podcast there is period hi chris all right. Now, as I frequently, almost always, well, actually always say on Backspin Golf, how blessed I am to be able to talk to people that I respect and admire as much as I do. And there is no one in the business that I respect and admire more than Bob Harrig of Sports Illustrated. And, uh, I, I wish I could talk to him for two hours, and maybe someday we'll do that, Sean. Maybe you know we could do like a big podcast or something. Anyway, uh, he is—he this is what I love his humility. Cover golf for Sports Illustrated—that's what his bio says. Boy, if that isn't the understatement of the year. My friend Bob <laughs> Harrick joining us now. Hi, Bob. <laughs> hey, how are you, Matthew? Thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. I'm the one. I and, and your Twitter account, which is fantastic, at Bob Harig, H-A-R-I-G. Uh, as I always do, I look at it every day. And sometimes when we have a pinned tweet, mm-hmm. here's where I want to start with you. When we have a pinned tweet on Twitter, we see it and then we kind of scroll by it because it's been there. Well, this time, if... Something hit me, and it means a little more. And your pinned tweet is about your incredible book, Tiger and Phil Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. And it is incredible, this book. I read it when we first started. I first had you on Backspin. Tiger and Phil means a little different than it does. it did when you wrote this book. And I just wanted to ask you about... Uh, of course, we'll talk because I haven't spoken to you about the Masters that just completed, but uh, about Phil and what he did yep. at the Masters. Uh, we're all still shaking our heads.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Listen, you know, since that book came out, uh, I, I could have written another chapter or two just on how their rivalry kind of lives on, right? Because yeah. Tiger is a staunch backer of the PJ tour is very much against what LIV golf is doing uh and Phil obviously was the big protagonist in in, in the entire story and, and and you know was the one of the first big names to go yeah so you could not be more divergent than those two guys right now and uh uh you know so it just to yeah. me it it's sort of in it, it it sort of embellishes their rivalry even more. Uh, but to your point about what Phil did at the Masters, I mean, if anybody saw that coming, uh, or says they're anything, lying, they're, they're lying. Absolutely, <laughs> abso- they absolutely did. I, I had somebody try to tell me, well, you know, he shot a couple of good rounds in each of the live events, and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, one good, one good round in, out of three in each <laughs> in each of the live events. Yes, he did. He shot in the 60s three different tournaments but he also shot 75 or worse in yeah. in those same tournaments yeah. and his 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 last 72 hole event before this actually was only 36 because he missed the cut in Saudi so i mean there was nothing to suggest that he was going to do that um and frankly you know it's not far off from what he did at Kiowa when Phil won the PGA a couple years ago he wasn't really trending towards winning, although I think that was probably less of a a surprise than this Mm -hmm. because, you know, I went back and looked it up. You know, 65, I don't care who you are. Look, you know, there was three guys who did it the first day. It's an incredible score to Augusta. You know, the best ever score there is 63, and only two guys have done it, and the last one was Greg Norman in 1996. Well, that same day that Norman did that, the first round of the 96 Masters, Phil, who was 25, shot 65. Wow. He never he never matched that score since until this past Sunday at age 52. Hmm. So, you know, uh, credit where credit is due. It's pretty
1: impressive. Right. I was going to say kudos to him now. I'm the same way as Tiger. Now beat it, Phil. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's just my opinion. Go back to where I don't have to. As a matter of fact. Uh, the one thing that I didn't like about the masters, because I feel pretty strongly about this live stuff, was that I was forced, unless I, I walked away from the TV, which I did a few times, to look at, as I call him, the cheater again. Uh, I have no problem with Brooks, none, because he was honest right from the beginning, and I don't have a problem with him doing whatever he wants to do, but the rest of them can go back to the C w. and that's just how I feel. Uh, but. well,
2: you know, let's be honest, in looking back, I think the talking points that were made did not help. And if there'd have been a little bit more transparency upfront, mm-hmm. we might we might be more accepting of it. Right. Uh, to your point, though, a lot of guys, now listen, Reed actually, you know, he might be the one guy who could argue I am playing less, you know, he was a 30, 31 event uh, guy a year, but the other guys, you know, that that narrative was really poor thinking because they're playing the 14 live events. They got to play the Saudi international. If they're in the four majors, that's 19 events. They're probably being expected to play one international series event. Now you're up to 20 And if any of them add on anything else, like some guys have done, Mm -hmm. now you're in the low 20s. And really, that's not much different than what they were doing. Right. You know, so that talking talking point has hurt them.
1: And also the other talking point, and then we'll move on from this, the other one that I didn't like was about growing the game. Uh, Because three-round tournaments of a scramble with no cut to me is not growing the game uh you know maybe that's just my opinion but
2: well that was that was more bad messaging they needed to explain how they thought they were going to do that and i think their their thought was we're just something extra but of course they've never they've never portrayed it that way i mean norman has said that we're additive but then you're going to fight the pga tour that's where I think they went, went, went awry. I mean, if you just tried to sell yourself as, "Hey, look, we don't have anything any problem with the PGA Tour, but we want to give you something else on top of it."
1: Exactly. Here's these
2: 54 hole events. Hey, you know you can watch the Champions Tour, you can watch the LPGA, you can watch the DP World Tour, PGA Tour. Well, think about us too, right? And, and you know, there's other way. There's other ways to consume it besides live. But they, you know, they didn't really go down that road and they and they've created a lot of angst, which is obviously, you know, part part of what we discuss all the time now.
1: Yeah. See, if Greg Norman was as bright as he thinks he is, he would have had you doing the messaging for this from the beginning. (laughs) I mean, he's he's an idiot. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, All right. Here's where I want to go next. And. I, as I said, we're speaking with the great Bob Harrog of Sports Illustrated. It, it's so great because people heard about this, but I, there's no one I would rather have explained it than you. And that is the whole thing because it was gone, as you said, very quickly about Brooks Kepka and Ricky Elliott, who's his caddy. And there was a possible rules violation there. And because Brooks uh, didn't win, it wasn't, it wasn't brought up again. But can you explain to my listeners what happened with this? Because this was really fascinating to me. Yeah, well, going back to a week ago or, you know, the first round of the
2: tournament. Yeah. Uh, on the 15th hole, he's playing with Gary Woodland. And the video seemed to show after Brooks hit his shot, Ricky Elliott mouthing the word five and using his fingers to show five in the direction of Woodland or Woodland's caddy. Mm-hmm. Now it could have been that he was giving that information to a TV spotter, which is very common right. because that's how TV knows what they hit. The problem with that though, is they usually give that info before they hit so that the, so that the announcers can say, Hey, Brooks kepka has got 225 yards to the pin uh, and he's hitting a five iron. Right. Like, now they might relay it afterward too, and then the announcer could tell you, yeah, he hit five iron there. But it's typically so you know what it is when he's standing over the ball.
1: Right.
2: So there was some, there was some question as to whether or not he was given that info to Woodland's caddy, Brendan Little. And that is against the rules. It's called giving advice. It's very clear in the rule book. You can only get advice from your caddy. Mm-hmm. Nobody else, right? You can't. If your coach is walking along with you, he cannot give you advice. He cannot talk talk to you about your swing. He can't tell you about the wind. Nothing. Only the caddy. So to give another player in the group advice is a two shot penalty. And also, you can't ask for advice, right? So like Wood Woodland's culpability here is 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 fuzzy because did the caddy ask Ricky Elliot to give him the number, or did he just give it to him? If you just gave it to them, you can't help what you hear if you didn't ask. But it's possible they both could have been on the hook. And the reason this took on some life is because obviously people saw the video. People also know it's it's very common to flash signals to TV spotters. But they asked them about it again after the Friday round when Brooks was in the lead. He shot 65-67. They brought them in again. They asked them to retell their story clearly they felt a little bit weird about what went down and wanted to get it straight. And ultimately they didn't do anything, but I talked to a lot of people. I wrote that story. A lot of people, rules, officials, other caddies who all thought it, it didn't pass the smell test Mm -hmm. that, that this was a violation. And there was a sense I was doing a lot of that reporting while the, you know, while the weekend played out, that if Brooks won, he was going to, this was going to dog him, you know, that, that it was going to be, that it was going to be tainted. Now, listen, let's back up. How does that help him? It doesn't. I mean, that's where to me, like it's, 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 it's one of those golf rules that's, you know, you you sit there and you question it sometimes. I mean, him giving another player advice doesn't help Brooks. To me, it's not as bad as him taking a bad drop and not, not, noting it, or or, or all the exactly. other myriad things that right. could happen. But yeah. the reason that this is so important is, if he was giving to, it to him there, and this was understood, what's to say that there wasn't sort of qu- some sort of quid pro quo, where that then the information was coming back to him on some other hole. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, in in golf, the idea is to protect the field. It's the reason why your playing partners are there to sort of not not to like burn you or 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 call you a liar. It's just to check you to make sure you're doing it right. Because the hundred and some other guys can't be there to watch that. You know, so that's why that thing was was big. And yeah. um, you know, look, he, the, the ultimately the rules officials decided there was no penalty. Fine. That's good. That's 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 fair. They they decided no, it's up to them and it's and it's over with. But that doesn't mean there wasn't going to be chatter about it. Boy, you know, that doesn't mean that this
1: wasn't going to keep coming up. Well, as as you put it, uh, that doesn't mean it because Brooks didn't win. And so it kind of all ended there. And as you said, that doesn't mean it was handled properly, which is. Well,
2: I mean, you know, if he huh. had gotten the two strokes in and this and, and the scores remain the same, Brooks doesn't tie for second. Right. You know, he he falls down the list a little bit far. Somebody else moves up. That's more money for somebody else. That's more FedEx points for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It does it does matter in that regard, uh, but uh, you know, I just I don't think it will follow him quite the same way it would have if he had won. I hear this today that, that I wrote a big story about it a couple of weeks ago, revisiting the Tiger Drop from ten years ago, and and when you know he the people were up, they're still up in arms that he that he wasn't disqualified. It was right. very very you know, uh, yeah. detailed circumstances as to why he wasn't Augusta actually didn't tell him that he might've broken a rule. You know, Augusta has a, has, a, has a reputation for being very player friendly. Mm-hmm. They typically side with the player in, in 2013, they elected to not even tell Tiger he might've broken a rule. And then when they let him sign his card, they were sort of complicit in, by not having told them. And then when it comes to light after the fact, you're going to, you're going to disqualify a guy when you had information that he might've broke a rule. The idea in golf is not, is not a gotcha it's right. to help you get it right. right. So, but to this day that comes up and I've yeah. had many people tell me who, who are firmly in the camp that he should have been disqualified. Oh, well, if tiger would have won that masters, you know, would have, it would have had an asterisk. Now I don't personally believe that, but people believe that. And it's because they felt that, you know he signed an incorrect card uh and uh you know he only look he 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 lost by four yeah um yeah. a lot of, it, it, he could have won it's possible
1: mm-hmm. uh the whole thing is just fascinating to me and as i said somehow i have to find a way to do a show where i can sit and talk to you for a couple hours because there are just so many things to talk to you about and I'd rather do it with you than almost anybody. Uh, and I will be talking to you again soon because I want to talk to you about this whole fall schedule thing. And, you know, there are a lot of things that that people, including me, don't understand. And as I said, I'd rather have you explain it than almost anybody. Thanks a million for being with me as always, Bob. I appreciate you more than you know.
2: Thank you, Matthew. I'm happy to do it anytime. I okay. look forward to
1: it.
0: Talk to you soon. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back
1: here at the Square Country Club once again on Main Street in downtown Lexington. Joining me now, boy, I'm so lucky. Most people, when they have questions about the world of golf, they ask, I don't know, their friends or something, and they don't know anything. And they tell you what, what it is, but they don't know. I know Dave Shodlowski. And that means when I ask him a question, I'm actually going to get an answer, a, a real answer. He could make stuff up. I'd still believe it because he's Dave Shodlowski of Golf Digest. Hi, Dave.
3: <laughs> Hello, Matthew. Thank you for that introduction.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, any time it says Golf Digest, it's got to be right,
3: right? There's a reputation there, yes, a reputation of excellence and accuracy, and and sometimes I even hit it. So, <laughs> uh,
1: well, you've you hit it enough. You're still there. That's it's true. Still says that on your bio on Twitter. Very true. At Dave Shedlowski, Shedloski, S H uh, E D L O S K I, joining us from up there in Columbus, right?
3: That is correct.
1: So let me ask you this before we get to the golf stuff. Yes. This is great. So did you go
3: to the Ohio state spring game? I did not. And I never have, except on one occasion when they previewed that game with a Michigan, Ohio state lacrosse game first. Wow. I got the double feature. Wow. That was pretty impressive. (laughs) It was pretty good. It was a good afternoon. (laughs) No, I don't care. No, you don't care. You're all right.
1: Uh, okay, here's where I want to start. We all know about the Masters last week and John Rahm, blah blah blah. Yeah, great. Okay, and it was great. The whole <laughs> was thing right. was great. Him and Brooks, and that part of it was great. Live stuff, I'm not that impressed with. But I, I've said this, and I don't know how you feel about it. I don't have a problem with Brooks. All the other ones, I do. For some reason, because Brooks was so honest at the beginning and said, you know what? I'm doing it for the money. Leave me alone. I don't care.
3: Yeah. Small group. D- yeah. Justin Johnson fit that group, that, that right. profile as well. He just said, I'm I'm doing it for the money. And people said, what are you going to do with all that time off? And he said, whatever the hell I want. <laughs> because right. you're going to have to play 25 times. Right. And then, uh, um, yeah. And then, of course, David Faraday on the broadcasting end said the exact same thing. This grow the game stuff. That's nonsense. They, right. they gave me a bunch of money. Yeah. So I'm saying 4 million a year. That's good enough wow. reason.
0: Yeah. Wait, for Faraday?
3: Yes. Okay.
1: All right. Now I'm really angry. <laughs> now, I thought I was angry about this before. No, now I'm really angry.
3: I'm just, uh, that's the rumor.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's I'm all for, but look, you and I, it's like Brooks said at the beginning. If somebody came up to you and said, I'm going to give you a hundred million dollars, you would do it unless it involved like killing a baby seal or something.
3: Yes. You would do it. So right. I'm not clubbing the baby seal for however much amount of money. Right. Now we can, you know, negotiate the rest of what I might do for a <laughs> hundred. Me too. All right. So we all know about all that stuff. Okay,
1: great. We've already moved on. We got the RBC heritage going on and blah, blah, blah. On this show, I'm much more interested in the bigger picture, the 30, as some writers call it, the 30,000-foot view of yes. what's going on. So here's what I want you being the legendary expert that you are. Is this good? Is anybody in your family listening so they can
3: hear what I'm saying about you? No, they're legendarily, you know, just not, not
0: <laughs> That's my apathetic legendary. That's my house.
1: Uh, I want to start with uh, Rory McElroy, who took this week off after the Masters to play in the RBC. And because of that, because this is the second elevated event that he's missed, the uh, PGA Tour came out and said they are fining him a quarter of his hip money $3 million. And I laughed when I saw that because, okay, I think he has more than three million in his bank account. I think so. I just want you to explain to our listeners what this deal is about.
3: Well, there's there's, there's a heavy dose of irony that's involved in this situation because of Rory, of course was one who extolled the virtues of these elevated designated, whatever you want to call them, 20 million, 25 million, however many million more they can stack on top of certain events. And, uh, and the deal was, this is a deal they struck in Delaware last year before the tour championship that you got to play in all of them to get the PIP money, the, the player impact program money. And, um, Rory was one of the he was one of the lead architects of that idea along with Tiger yeah um, and of course now he's missed two you could at at the very start you couldn't miss any and then they backed off and said you can miss one Rory's now missed two yes it's going to cost him allegedly three million dollars he's made some 40 million dollars just in FedEx cup bonus money alone <laughs> so so let's take that you know Take yeah. that into account as like yeah three million. I I, I think he said uh, to me off to the side that's like ten cents to us maybe, yeah, right. maybe a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> it All right. might be a yeah. quarter. So, but it, it just is odd that the guy who really pushed to get these changes to combat the Live Golf League is the one who has decided that you know I mean let's face it he I think he was just basically butthurt hurt for missing the the cut at the Masters. I think yeah. he didn't want to compete. Right. I mean, we don't know for sure if he's injured or whatever, but it seems a little, I don't know, just it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. He should have shown up like John Rahm did. what Rom didn't really want to play this week, but he said, you know, kids want to watch me, the Masters champion, not me. He's saying right. they want to see the Masters champion play. So he showed up. Yeah. That's where Rory kind of missed the boat. That was, uh, that, um,
1: Statement that John Rom put out was really fantastic, and it was you mentioned it. He said he didn't say I, I really didn't want to play. He said, I mean that whole week, and then you win the Masters, and then you celebrate that night, and all of it, and then he has to go to Hilton Head. Hilton Head's not the worst place oh, after no. the Masters. He can bring Phenomenal. his family. I've been there, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm glad we brought this up because I always say I have been blessed in my life to play golf courses that they play on the pga tour and anytime there's a week where i've i've been lucky enough to play that Harbortown course a lot and it's so great when you're watching them hit it in the marshes on 18 and you go you know i did that what's yeah. the big deal they're not that good that's <laughs>
3: always fun for me Right. Well, I'm glad you collected me, corrected me on Ron because, yeah, he didn't say he didn't want to play. He just right. found, look, it's you just won the Masters. It's kind of hard to get up emotionally after right. that for the next week. And, right. and we all understand that, certainly. But good on him. He's yep. playing. Right. I'm playing well today, too, by the way. It didn't look like he was going to make the cut, and I think he's five under today. Yeah. Well, you knew that. Yes, uh, you knew the first – first of all, that
1: golf course – if you're off by three feet, you're in the trees and the pine straw. That course, course. is narrow and the smallest greens on tour and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we got Rory. And by the way, Rory's not there, but most of the big names are. They are. So for the fans, this is a great thing. All right. now cool. here's where I want to go next with you. And this is this is a big deal because I don't understand any of it. So. Sure. Uh, professor, lend me your knowledge. Talk to me about the fall schedule that was just released by the PGA Tour, along with about 12,000 words
3: that <laughs> I didn't understand any of them. Can you explain this to me? Sure. Um, basically, 70 guys now instead of 125 are going to make the playoffs. After the playoffs, after we've decided the FedEx Cup, they've had to figure out what to do. What are we going to do with these fall events? They can't just go away. So they said, we're going to extend the season, basically, after the Tour Championship for anybody. And it really is open to anybody, even if they finish in the top 70, for anybody to improve their their spot or to lock up their 125. So that 125 – exemption category is still in play after the tour championship Mm -hmm. guys who are not in the 125 at that point can play their way in other guys who you know especially guys on the bubble they're going to want to play all those fall events right and then of course the top 10 from those seven fall tournaments will also get into some elevated events next year along with the top 50 that they have now designated as as being Mm -hmm. and then you know, basically, the rest of it is the same. The money, you get in the Masters if you win. You get in the the, the, uh, the Century Tournament of Champions, the PGA Championship. Those rewards are still there in the fall. Basically, all they're doing is they're extending the regular season beyond what should be the end of the regular season. This is where the tour is a little bit yeah gruey, but guys will have a chance then to still play to keep their card in the 125 exemption category. Right. Okay.
1: Well, that makes it a lot easier for me to understand, even somebody like me to understand. Here's the funny thing, though, and I talk about this all the time. So you have the PGA Tour and the FedEx Cup, which is the holy grail of the Mm -hmm. PGA Tour. So much so that from the first event of the season, which is now the year before, before the year ends, in October, after eight holes, they tell you who's leading in the FedEx Cup standings. Right. And you still have to go all the way through the tour championship every week. They put them up and they, and you just sit there and go really seriously. So now, after the tour championship, when you go, okay,
3: finally, the season's over. No, no. sorry, it's not. It's not over. <laughs> but now the tour will go back to a full, uh, just a single calendar year schedule. That right. the fall schedule coming up is part of this season and then they'll start okay. january 1 in hawaii that will be the start of the new season which is way better at least for okay home. yes now see
1: thank you for letting me know that i can sleep at night now right now i you know at least that part of stuff going around in my brain is is finished anyway
3: I hated the split calendar. I never liked it, but yeah, you know me. they got to they got to create playing opportunities for their membership, and this is how they continue to try and do that, even as they're screwing up the schedule all the way. Around. Right.
1: All right. Uh, before I let you go, let me ask you this because we haven't spoken in a little while, and I've asked everybody else that I know about this. Do you care at all about the whole? And we all hate the word bifurcation, but the whole discussion. About all this stuff that's not even going to happen, maybe till twenty twenty six, if it happens, and blah blah blah, and everybody's up in arms. I personally don't care because I'm playing the set. Whatever golf balls I have in the garage, that those are the balls I'm playing. Okay, whether they're like they go. I don't need a ball that goes shorter. I really don't. No, none of us do.
3: Yeah. No. Um, do I care about bifurcation? No. Do I think they should do it? Also? No. I, you know, we're really only talking about, and I, and I tried to pin the USGA down on this. How many golf courses are really affected by, you know, the golf ball continuing to go farther? And they say, well, if you add it up and you have this event and this event, and this qualifier and this championship, you know, we're talking about a thousand or more. I'm like, that still doesn't really? seem like a lot. Yeah, and really when you get down to it, we're only talking about maybe a couple of hundred golf courses that are impacted by the ball. Right. Going the distances they do. So I mean, I'm kind of in the category. I was kind of in the Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Tiger Woods category of yeah, maybe we should roll it back. But I'm now I'm thinking, why? What 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 the end game here doesn't seem worth the trouble? That to right. me is my opinion.
1: Right. And uh, I agree with all your opinions, and I think you know that by now. <laughs> Thank but you. I, I probably, if you had said, "Yeah, I want to roll it back," I would have said, "Okay, then I want to roll it back too." No, I don't want to roll that, it back because <laughs> that's how that's it is. Dumb. Yeah, uh,
3: it, <laughs> at the end of the day, baseball's not rolling back to baseball. Tennis isn't rolling back to tennis ball because uh-huh. I mean, the guys hit it harder or farther or whatever. Ah, uh-huh. okay. I mean. We're, uh, granted, those are on finite fields compared to the right. know, golf courses, but but still, people, yeah. Hey, people, you know what, there's this saying a long time ago, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to say these kinds of things anymore in the current social climate, but chicks dig the long ball.
0: Yeah, that's and, right. And yeah.
3: we all actually, we all do. Right. And we Here.
1: also saw at Augusta, there are certain ways you can make it. So you want to hit it 340? go ahead i'm still gonna make you putt on these greens i'm still gonna you know so whatever that's correct all right man it's so this has been so great it's so great to catch up with you and Thank i promise you. you i'll be talking to you again very soon whether you want to or not i'm getting i always
3: up. want to okay always always matthew all you're right. the best i appreciate Thanks, that I'll,
0: i mean that I'll, I'll talk to you soon you bet you take care yeah Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino.
1: Welcome back. I always say one of the great things about uh, doing a show like Backspin Golf is that I get to meet people that I might not have otherwise met or known about and what they're doing. And then I get a chance to talk to them and find out what they're doing, and it's always great. And this is one of those times. Uh, going through Twitter, I came upon uh, a Twitter account called at something golf, and it says DSE Stem Golf Club. And so I checked, and this is these are some people that are doing some wonderful things right here in Lexington and using golf, as, as they say, to positively impact the lives of kids. Nothing is better than this. And so I got in touch, and Shad Lacefield is joining us now, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, hi, Shad. It's great to talk to you.
4: Hey, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: It's my pleasure, as I said when we spoke uh, before this. Uh, I want you to first explain to people exactly what Do Something Extraordinary Golf is. Let's start here, Shad. How did this get started? Tell me that.
4: Yeah, so I was a school teacher um, at Deep Springs Elementary, where the original initials DSE came from. Mm -hmm. And we had very, very little after-school Programming for for kids to be able to do, and so I loved playing golf. Even though I'd played baseball in, in college and stuff, golf had been a sport that I had picked up and had fallen in love with. And when looking to start an after-school program, I wanted to be um, able to have as many kids participate as possible. And so, looking at golf, I was like, I think I could do it with this. I feel like everyone's not going to be good to start off with. Um, it doesn't matter if you're tall, short, mm-hmm. um, boy or a girl. Um, diversity, like all of those things, like I really feel like golf could be one of the more inclusive things that we could do for our kids. Um, we had a bunch of old golf clubs that were donated to our school by the Kiwanis Club, and I reached out to some fellow teachers, and I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but I want to start an after-school golf club, <laughs> and luckily, very luckily, they were, they were like, okay, this is crazy. Like, golf is super expensive, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just see what, what happens. And then that was in 2017. Now here we are, 2023, um, eight schools and over 50-plus kids in our after-school program, over 100 more um, with the Sunrise Children's Services uh, foster kids that we work with.
1: Okay. you We don't know each other, but I'm a sap, and I have tears in my eyes right now because just hearing you say that um, – with everything going on in the world of course there's all this stuff happening when you find a group of people like you and I throughout this call I'm going to embarrass you so you better get ready for it but in a good way Um, just that you had that idea that you wanted to do something to help these kids um, it just really hits me now I have a question to ask you a couple of questions ask you but um, you said you, there were some old clubs donated by the Kiwanis Club. First of all, where do you do this? Where, where, do, you, where do these kids practice? Where do they, they do what you help them do?
4: That's, that's an awesome question. So we have an amazing partnership with the Lexington um, Parks and Rec and, and Play Golf Legs. Uh, Curtis Mitchell um, was somebody that actually our very first practice, when we were just one school, 10 kids, was at Man of War Golf. Yeah. Um, we raised enough money to hire a junior pro who just so happened to be Curtis Mitchell. Uh-huh. And they did not fully prepare him for what was getting ready to walk in for his lesson that day. They told him it was a junior golf club. Um, he didn't realize that these kids had never seen anything like right. what Man of War has to offer with the, the grass and the putting surfaces and stuff. And so we walk in with kids that are like. Running and rolling on the ground and like, is this real? I don't even know. This. <laughs> oh. Um And so, and and he was great, and he was wonderful with them. And now that he has kind of grown in his role at the parks department, um, being in charge, he's of, a big uh, shot
1: now. Shad,
4: right. <laughs> he won't even talk
1: to me. He used to take oh, my man. phone calls. Now he's like beat it. I'm only kidding. He's a very close friend of mine and of of backspin golf. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, up. no,
4: you're great. And um, and so, yeah, w- with his support and help, he lets all of our kids um, go to any of the parks courses for free. So we are right now we're going to host most of our events um, this season out at Kearney because um, we're actually doing, as part of that STEM initiative, a big project um, with plants at Kearney. But, yeah, all of our, our locations wow. and, and everything are thanks to Parks and Rec. And then we also have... Um, Athens Golf Complex. They let us come and do events there as well for free, and so that's one of the great things about living in Lexington. I feel like we've got a great community of people who want to right. invest in these kids, right? And um, and I'm able to keep it free. Doesn't cost the kids anything. Those old clubs that we used to have, yeah. Uh, we had a grant and a donation from the Koiher Foundation, so now kids have all brand new clubs this year. Wow. Um, and so and polos as well. So we provide everything: clubs, polos, all the lessons, all of that free.
1: This is just staggering to me. It really is. And you should know that uh, it's not just Curtis. Everybody connected with Play Golf Lex and Lexington Parks and Rec have been a sponsor of Backspin Golf since I started uh, seven years ago now. And uh, they're on the show quite a bit uh, because of everything they do especially for junior golf. They have the amateur tour and they have all their stuff, but uh, the thing that's the most important to me is the kids. And just hearing what, where you have taken this, uh, I have, uh, after we get through, I'm going to talk to you about a couple other things in private. I don't want to do it <laughs> online, but I'm just telling you. what You mentioned the STEM uh, project. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so um, we, when we started the program, it was just going to be after school um, to give something for our kids to be able to do that could get them outside, help them build relationships with their peers, with teams, and stuff like that. We saw an increase in kids' behavior in school, attendance at school. And then it was like, well, most of our kids that went on from our program, um, they were, we had three kids make the high school golf team, which was great. But we had seen in those first years since 2017, so many kids come through our program. And we were like, could we reach them more than just with a mission of m- maybe continuing to play golf at like a high school or college level, but uh-huh. maybe just introduce them to all these career paths that are associated with golf. And so um, this year we were like, we're going to do a big STEM initiative. Um, we have our DSE news team, which we appreciate that you were a part of, okay. um, letting us interview you and have those kids talk about it. The, the Barbersome Media Day. And so we have our news team that does reporting. Um, and, but then we also have each year we're going to do a big project. So um, Kearney Hills is up for Audubon International recertification. Wow. And, and part of that process is they need to do a community event with kids. And then another checklist is they need to do something that helps positively impact the environment when it comes to the golf course and what the golf course is able to do. So um, our kids are currently working right now to identify native and invasive species of plant life that are on the golf course. Um, In a couple weeks, they're going to be removing one native species from the golf course in one of the areas, Um, all hands-on, like kids are, we have community partners that are coming in to bring materials, and so we're going to remove an invasive species that's bad for the golf course. And then we wrote another grant, and we're partnering with Parks Native um, and Earthheim to plant 500 native plants in an area of land right up there by um, Kearney, right as you finish up on 18, there's that hill um, that's kind of right there by um, the the clubhouse. And so they've got an area marked off for us. And so again, kids are going to get hands on and we're going to plant this really cool native garden um, on the golf course.
1: I can't believe Shad that I was not invited to be part of this (laughs) invasive thing because I'm an expert in that stuff. As a matter of fact, there are numerous. Did you while the kids were out there? Did they find any of my golf balls that are in any of those areas with the invasive uh, growth?
4: You must have had a really good day that day no. we didn't find any. Okay. So you were you were hitting them straight.
1: Okay. Uh, by the way, I just want to tell you because you brought up when we first met and the kids interviewing me at the barbasol last year, which was one of my favorite days. They were so. Those kids are so great. Um. But to be honest with you, I didn't know, I don't think I talked to you about the whole backstory of this. And uh, I don't know why I didn't do that, but this is, it just means so much to me with these kids. And we need to get them back out there July, I think it's the 13th to the 16th for the Barbasol this year.
4: You got it. Yes. And, um, and, because you mentioned that so it went so well last time with the media day yeah that um the has invited two teams out so we'll have eight kids there Whoa. um this time to do it so we'll have two news crews which is really really cool and then we're also partnering during the actual golf event that we're going to have uh, one of those days available for all of our kids to be able to come for free and to be able to see um what, what really good golf looks like because Um, Much like you said, finding your balls. And and, and when they see me and they get lessons from me, I was like, this is one of the reasons why it's free. (laughs) Because I don't know if you'd pay pay me to give you guys lessons.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, all right. uh, This was so great. Thank you so much for taking some time. And it's just, I mean it when I say this is one of my favorite things uh, that I've talked about on Backspin Golf. It's just an incredible thing that you and everybody connected with you, the great people working with you uh, do here in Lexington. It just means the world. So thanks, man. And uh, hopefully I'll get to see you before July when we'll see you at the Barbasol. But uh, I'll talk to you soon, and thanks for jumping on.
4: Absolutely. I'm I'm happy to be on and happy to share the story. And, again, so many great people involved. And thank you for being willing to, to share our story. And, yes, we'll get together. I'll even send you a schedule. Okay. Of, um, when we're doing practices, oh if great. Were, you're free. You are more than welcome to come out. And, oh, I would and love that.
1: I would love that. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm really good, so they should be watching me. <laughs> anyway, that's right. All right, thanks, Chad. See you. All right, thanks, Matthew. Okay, Bye-bye. bye. That'll do it. Another edition of Backspin Golf finished off, thanks to Bob Harrick. And Dave Shadlosky and Shad Lacefield. For, it's so great that I get to talk to people like this. I know I say it a lot, but that's how I feel. So I'm saying it. Uh, we'll be back next week. 8.03 T Time at the Square Country Club with Backspin Golf. And, of course, thanks to our partners, we could not do this without them. And they're fantastic. Lexington Parks and Rec, of course, Georgetown Advantage Air, Gearheads of Nicholasville, French Lick Resort, Edwin Watts Golf, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, the Great Commonwealth Credit Union, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I'll be back next Sunday. It's ESPN 92.5 and 1300
0: AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.